Hey, what's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks right here on the Mayo Media Network. Thanks for taking the time to hang out with us today. And by us, I mean myself, Chris Meany, Eric Young, and we'll bring in Maddie Best numerous times here today because we have 14 games in the NHL 15 on Saturday, one on Sunday, 14 today on Monday. So lots to get to. Please rate, review, subscribe, smash the like button. If you have a question, leave it there in the YouTube section. Circle back before puck drop because there's lots of action in the NHL. It could be your fantasy hockey finals this week. So if you have a starter sick question, don't hesitate to reach out at Chris Meany or leave the comment there in the YouTube section. It is time for the prize picks play of the day. Follow the link inside the description of this video for a 100% first deposit match. The promo code inside the link of this description. If you are just new to prizepicks.com, we are having a lot of fun over at FTN. FTNDaily.com, you click the chat link up at the top, it'll get you in the free Discord channel where there are tons of advice happening because you can mix and match across all the sports that you love. NFL Draft Weekend is over, so they already have NFL season-long props on there as well that you can attack. But I got a couple hockey picks here for you, and you can mix and match some of these hockey picks with the other plays that they have across all of the sports. So I am going to talk about two players here in particular. Let's start with Patrice Bergeron at four points. Also, I got Connor McDavid in here at 5.5. I mean, he'd honestly, he'd probably have to be at 6.57 for me not to take him in a matchup against the Vancouver Canucks. But let's start with Bergeron. He's playing the Devils here. The Devils have won three straight games, so they came against the Flyers. So they do they really even count? Because before that, they were on a massive losing streak. They had lost 10 straight games. They, they have allowed at least four goals in 12 of their past 16 games. So they're still struggling defensively to keep the puck out of their net. The Bruins here rolling. This is playoff time. They're not going to mess around here this evening with the Devils for Bergeron. Three goals and eight points in his last nine games. I love the Taylor Hall edition. It's given them two solid lines. I was actually looking for Craig Smith and David Krejci on prize picks. They may show up a little bit later. Craig Smith may show up in a shot prop, but I love that second line. And the first line is intact now with Bergeron. Pasternak and Marchand. So give me the over on Bergeron and then McDavid. What do you, I mean, what is there really to say about Connor McDavid? He, what he's doing this year is special and, and say what you want about the Canadian division and, and not moving around the NHL and just playing the same few teams over and over. He's got 87 points in 49 games, 87 points in 49 games, he's got 18 over his last seven. He's got eight and five against the Canucks. The Canucks rank inside the top five when it comes to high danger chances allowed, scoring chances allowed, shot attempts allowed, goals against per allowed over the last five to six weeks. So this is a really good matchup for him. And also a third, if you're looking for a third, it would be Sidney Crosby over 4.4 against the Philadelphia Flyers. All right, Eric, what's up, man? 14 games. I don't even know where to start. One game yesterday, man. I was jonesing. So uh, we're back on track with 14 today. Uh, I can go back to my crazy ways of watching hockey from 6 to 1 in the morning. And uh, I'm happy about it, man. It's uh, This is a cool time of year. It still seems weird that we're talking about regular season hockey at this point, but here we are. It's a weird year. Connor McDavid. I mean, people are talking about it, but not talking about it enough. Uh, 56 games and he's got over 87 points. I hope he gets to hundred, man. It's going to be cool to see. Well, I think he will. I, I mean, I can't, the, the way that he, the run that he is on, and I'm sure it's in the back of his head too. Like let's, sure. let's get to hundred and the matchups. I mean, they're great down the stretch. This is a good one here with Vancouver and the Canucks, you know, it was a nice story when they came back and they hadn't played for a couple of weeks and they beat the Leafs in back-to-back games. And I think they beat the Sens there. And, you know, there was some talk for a playoff push, but they're just playing so much hockey here down the stretch, making up for, for so many games. I mean, they've only played 45 games. The Oilers have played 49. The Leafs have played 51. Everybody else inside the division has played 50. So they just have to play so much hockey here down the stretch and the back-to-backs and, it's, it's going to be really, really tough for them. So I, I like this spot here for McDavid to maybe get a couple more points. I think when we talked last week, we mentioned him uh, for a two-point night. I know we had it over at ftmbets.com. And if you are looking to get involved in the FTM fam, we have the, the promo code Mayo, Meany, whatever it is. We'll be giving picks until that Stanley Cup is raised. And we're at 127 units over there. So uh, check that out. Lots of picks and lots of picks here on the show here today. It's going to be hard to narrow it down, right? I'm going to just try to narrow it down to just a handful instead of giving 30 picks. Where do you want to start, man? Where do we begin here tonight? Should we start with? The Leafs and Habs? Nah, let's start with um, yeah, let's start with the Leafs and Habs. EY, what do you think sure. about the Leafs and Habs here tonight? Um, 
I mean, look, I mean, it's no secret. I'm a Maple Leafs fan. Um, what? You're a, ha- you're a Habs fan. Um, we probably won't talk past this for the rest of the day until the Maple Leafs win. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, the, I, the Leafs are rolling right now. Montreal is, you know, still finding it hard to score. I mean, I texted you as soon as Caulfield scored. I know that's exciting, but he had what he's got one goal in overtime. Um, yeah, I mean, Maple, Maple Leafs are are clicking right now, and I mean, they're uh, they're getting decent goaltending. Uh, they're playing really good hockey, and it's, as a Maple Leafs fan, it's exciting for them to be playing good hockey at this time of year. Yeah, they are. Um, that was a great goal by Caulfield. Uh, Matt Post. also uh, replied on a on a tweet. He he thought I'd be yelling, Matt. You thought I, I mean, dude, Matt. I was yelling, man. I ran that on you TBR like You had times. the most tame tweet because I was about to tweet about like how electric the goal was, like what a moment for the kid. And then before I did that, I opened up my Twitter timeline and I just see the most bland tweet from you. I was like, what is wrong? Are you having a bad day? But then you messaged or then you replied to it. You were more fired up. I was like, okay, now I get it. No, yeah, I was, I was certainly fired up. It was... Um... It was a busy weekend for with the NFL draft. We did like so 11 hours of live TV and I was kind of like in and out, but um, no, I was definitely pretty fired up for that goal. And, you know, he was, he was flying around the ice in that game. And uh, it was, it seemed like it was only a matter of time to, you know, for that, for that goal to come for him. So it's good. It's, you know, the monkeys off his back. I'm sh- that's probably one of the longest droughts he had <laughs> playing hockey, like over his whole career to go four games without a goal because I mean, the guy scored like 72 and 70 games um, as like a 17 year old one time. And then he had 30 and 31 or 31 and 30 with Wisconsin this year. So there's no secret. He can snipe and he can score and yes, he's small, but he does find a way to get into those soft areas, Eric. And he loves to shoot the puck, which is nice. Uh, We had him over two and a half shots. So we hit that the other night, you know, you can't parlay with a bunch of these shot props. So like, if you're going to pick one, it's going to be Matthews. The The run that this guy is on uh, is crazy and he's shooting. So his wrist looks healthy. <laughs> 3.5 over at William Hill is uh, minus 145. That's kind of as high as this is like almost the cutoff there. I don't like to get into around minus 160. If you are, then just parlay these guys instead of playing them as singles. But I think Matthews in there and Toffoli as well. He hit the other night. He's been, He's been bad to us, I think, Matt, on this show. You've you've referenced it a couple times, but he hit the other night. He had a big game, uh, a lot of shots, and I like the Leafs here tonight. They're minus 148 on the money line. I grabbed them yesterday at minus 140. Uh, they'll probably get up to, like, minus 160 or something like that uh, with the Habs plus 125. But, Eric, it does look like almost by default that the Habs will make the playoffs here with another loss by the Flames over the weekend. It actually could have gone really bad for Montreal this past weekend. They were down two goals against the Jets on Friday. They came back and won that game late. And then they were down two goals in the third period to your Ottawa Senators. And they came back in that game and won late as well. So instead of it being a 2.4 point cushion, they now have an eight point cushion with six games left to go. So it looks like potentially Montreal and Toronto in the playoffs, man, buckle up. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, anybody that's been following either of these two teams for a while now, um, I think it was 79 is the last time they played in the playoffs. That's right. Um, excellent year, the year I was born. I am old. Um, yeah, uh, I want to see it happen. Um, and I think, you know, I said that Montreal is not clicking, but they're just not clicking how Toronto's clicking. But I think the, the fact that they come back against the Jets, they come back against Ottawa. This is a motivated team. They want to play in the playoffs. And I think they're built for the playoffs. I mean, if they can get some scoring, Suzuki seems like he's heating up. Toffoli's having an unbelievable year. And now they've got the threat of Caulfield. Uh, we still don't know what he's going to be. But if I was a gambling man, which I am, uh, I would bet on Caulfield being very good uh, and scoring goals at the NHL level like he's done everywhere else. And Elliot Friedman had mentioned after the game that Eric Angles, who also works for Sportsnet, was looking to make a wager on an anytime Cole Caulfield goal, and he couldn't find it. And I, you know, I know they're not watching the show. Friends of the show, Elliot Friedman and Eric Angles. But um, Angles follows me on Twitter, so I reached out to both, and I said, listen, guys, why don't you watch Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets? Uh, you oh. can make that bet. You guys are both north of the border. Bet365 will give you any time goal for Cole, Cole Caulfield, or they're calling him Goal Caulfield, I think, already in Montreal. But uh, FTN, I know, right? Uh, 
Here we go. It's going to get even crazier. You know this. Um, FTNbets.com. Free. Free prop shop. You just type in Cole Caulfield and it'll pop up and you can see all the different books that will allow you to make those kind of bets. So I didn't get a reply back from Freeman. Uh, No surprise. But... If you want to make those kind of bets, you check out ftnbets.com and you check take a look at that free prop shop. Also a free parlay calculator. I've said that numerous times on this show, but um, it is really, really cool just to get those best possible odds. So I like the Leafs. I think the Habs, will, they're starting to get a bit healthier. I mean, they're missing a bunch of guys, right? Like Price Weber didn't play it all over the weekend. Gallagher is skating again. He's not hasn't been playing. Byron Duran out of the lineup. So I, I think if they get healthy, maybe they can give the Leafs a push, but... Um, Overall, I would I would still take the Leafs in that playoff series, but also something to be said here that it may we may not get what we want in Montreal and Toronto right. because the Canadians are only two points behind the Jets and the Jets have lost six straight games, so it could be Montreal. They're, fl- and they're floundering, man. They're, they really they're are. Slide. They are yeah. hurting, so it could be Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton and Montreal. Before we move on from this game, because we have thirteen others, who would you like to see as a Leafs fan? Habs. Or Jets? Oh, geez. Give it to me. I, I, right now, I mean, just because of everything that's happening and stuff that me and you said at the start of the year, it, the Jets, and I mean, they're, they're loaded offensively. They've got an all-world goalie, but that defensive core is, it's a disaster, and they can't stop you know, high-danger chances from happening. Uh, and I mean, I know you saw the goal, Matthew's goal on Saturday. He, you know, he's coming down the left side and he just puts on the brakes and backs up into that soft spot and the puck is on a stick and in the net before uh, the goalie even knows what's happening. I mean, it's the level of skill to do something like that and have the puck shot that quickly is why he's got 37, 38 goals. It's, he, it's, it's crazy to watch him. Uh, my argument for him is maybe the best leaf of all time offensively for sure. Oh, yeah. Hard to argue. Had a lot of good ones, but hard to argue what he's doing. Matt, who would you like to see? Uh, just because of the matchup itself, give me Leafs and Habs. I, I gotta, I want it. That's what I want. It's what, yeah, it's like on TV, that would be so much better. Uh, I think the Leafs would explode. It'd be ridiculous. I wouldn't talk to Meanie for a week. Um, (laughs) but it would be so much fun to watch. Uh, if Price comes back, watching Price in the playoffs, if Freddie comes back, watching Freddie versus Price, Matthews versus just a chippy Montreal team, uh, I signed me up for that. But uh, I'm also scared of the Jets because Connor Hellebuck has proven that he can just stone the Leafs yeah. left, right, and center. Yeah. But this version of the Jets, I mean, I'm not afraid of. I don't think like it's like a little kitty cat. I don't even care. It can just walk on by. But the Habs, no matter what, just match up so well against the Leafs. Yeah, they do. And the Jets, there's something about the Jets right now. Like, not only have they lost the, the six straight, but, you know, Ehlers is not with that team right now. Blake Wheeler is not a hundred percent. He's definitely not feeling hundred percent. We've been knocking their defense the whole time. I mean, if they didn't have Connor Hallebach, I don't know where they would be. And then Shifley, there's something going on with Shifley as well. They just did not look good the other night in Montreal. They just, the puck was in their zone the whole time. I hardly noticed Shifley. The effort level just didn't seem to be there. And Pierre-Luc Dubois has, in my opinion, has been a little bit disappointing as well. Um, so it remains to be seen. There's still a couple weeks left to see what would happen. I would like to see Montreal and Toronto. Like I think the Canadians would obviously have a better chance against the Oilers. And I say, obviously it'd be really tough still to beat an Oilers squad, but um, Toronto looks complete. Uh, so we'll move on from that game, but I do like Matthews and to Foley for shot props like Matthews more, but I like to Foley as well. So the Islanders and the Sabres in here next Buffalo heavy home favorites here, plus 220. The Islanders minus 265, 25 and 26 against the spread. Uh, I, I'm, there's not really not much to say. I mean, I, I'm not in on Buffalo. I'm not going to put my money on on the Sabres. And I don't know. The Islanders have just owned Buffalo all year, and the Sabres haven't even really been able to put any offense on the board. So, like, puck line is in the back of my head here, but I don't know if we really – need to go there uh i'm gonna write it down right now but uh ey what do you think uh, of this matchup all of a sudden the islanders like yeah. th- all four teams in the east are just flip-flopping non-stop the islanders are now yeah. in third one point ahead of boston yeah and uh the islanders had a scary slide there and i think feel like they've definitely righted that ship varlamov and sorokin look unbelievable mitch corn the goalie whisperer is doing it again uh, a Barry Trotz coach team. New York is 
poised for another, I believe, long playoff run. They're hard to play against. Um, they're, they're a pain in the ass, man. And, and, and teams like that always do well in the playoffs. Matt Barzell, man, a little bit, I kind of wish he was on a team that would just let him go, you know, because when he does, he, I mean, he's one of the most electric players playing today. Uh, the, I, I know you saw the breakaway goal the other day, like two strides, and it's like the other players are standing still. That's insane. Everybody in the NHL can skate now. Everybody is fast, and Barzell's on another level. His skating is insane. Yeah, he's he's super fun to watch. Uh, as far no as bets, though, there's nothing going on here. Move on. <laughs> uh, we'll get to some DK plays on the on the end, uh, but maybe I'll just chuck him out uh, on the fly. But Barzell is is certainly a value. I've already uh, put together the the article over at FTNDaily.com just because it's such a massive schedule. I was looking at it last night. Uh, I, I forgot to mention Morgan Riley, but Morgan Riley is is completely underpriced over on DraftKings. I think Galchenyuk is a value from that first game. And then this game here, like Barzell is definitely a value. Bolivier, um, a value. Almost up and down the board when it comes to the Islanders, a value. So this is the, the sixth meeting between these two teams. The Islanders have won all five games. Buffalo scored seven goals in those five games. So the Islanders have won on the puck line in all five of those games. And it really hasn't been close. The last three games, they it was actually all in a row. 5-2, 5-2, 5-2. Those were wins from the Islanders. And then before that, 3-1, 3-0. So, again, Maddie, puck line here? Like, why not? Uh, I, if I'm going to go anything here, it has to be puck line, especially if Varlamov plays because that guy leads the league in shutouts, one. And two in. is just, he looks so good this year. Uh, those yeah. That back-to-back series against the Rangers – I mean, when the Islanders were the underdog in game one, that was confusing. And then when they were barely favorites in game two, that was confusing. Uh, those were some of the easiest bets that I've placed this year, uh, just yeah. because based on value and just outcome. Uh, money line, I won't be afraid to throw them in on parlays. Puck line, I'm also not afraid there. Uh, if Varlamov starts, my confidence is through the roof. If Sorokin starts, I still have pretty high confidence. Yeah, yeah, me too. And not only were those easy bets and confusing, and Cam, we all talked about that on Friday and how the Islanders were just dogs against the Rangers, and then they opened up as dogs in the second one as well, but it kind of shifted to where they were barely favorites, to your point, and 4 nothing, 3 nothing. Like they all, all the games between the Rangers this year had gone under the number as well, so that was nice to see. Yeah, Varlamov enters with a 9.30 save percentage, seven shutouts, and a 1.99 goals against average. Uh, dude is absolutely feeling it. Okay, so I, I'm thinking Islanders in the puck line. It's been really good to us all year. All right, so Boston and New Jersey in here next. The Devils plus 185. So, yeah, they had that 10-game losing skid. And I guess if you want to end your losing streak, you just hope that you have a matchup against the Philadelphia Flyers because Buffalo had, what, an 18-game losing streak earlier in the year? And... They were up in a game, lost it, and the Flyers came back and won. And then we all got burned on the show, and Buffalo won the very next time. We were off of them. And the same thing kind of happened when the Devils played the Flyers. It was last Sunday. They blew the late lead to end their losing streak. Flyers came back and won in a shootout. And then they played each other again on Tuesday. And then the Devils finally got it done. I, I like what the Devils have shown me lately. Um, <laughs> offensively, they're playing good. The kids are playing good. Sharon Govich is playing really good. Hughes is a guy that's hitting his shot prop. Miles Wood is is chipping in and chipping in, and Nico Heischer is also playing uh, well as well. But they just they're struggling to keep the puck out of their net. As I mentioned off the top, talking about prize picks, I think go back. I mean, you can go even further, Eric. It's been about eighty five percent of their games over the last four weeks. Uh, they've allowed at least four goals. They allowed at least yeah, four I... goals in twelve of their past sixteen. Boston's going to score some tonight. For sure. And Boston is is on just a wicked heater. David Krejci looks like uh, he's David Krejci from five or six years ago. Oh, um, man. I mean, start of the year, he, this guy didn't exist. I mean, he was invisible. He's invisible. Now he's got Taylor Hall. And look at Craig Smith played for the Predators for a year. This is what he does. There's nights where he looks like he's the most dominant best player on the ice. And then there's nights where he doesn't touch the puck maybe for, for a full 60 minutes. So this is who he is. He's very streaky, but tireless worker, um, having Hall and Smith on the wings for Krejci, a guy that can just distribute and those guys can go shoot the puck and get after it and forecheck. That is, that is a dangerous line. Like 
one-two punch for Boston right now is terrifying. I wouldn't want to play them. Um, but New Jersey is interesting, man. They run a lot of interesting players. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the top line of uh, Saragovich and uh, what's the kid? Kokinen or I can't think of his name now, but the other guy on the other wing. But uh, they're interesting, but they don't have defensemen uh, that can play tough. They're all good skaters and, and, and decent for NHL defensemen right now, but they're smaller and they have no one to push people around when they get in their end. And I think that's really showing. Yeah, it is. There's there's a connection between Sharon Govich and Jack Hughes right now. Both of those guys really like to shoot the puck. Um, I, I think if I had to pick one, it would be it would be Pasternak just for the for the shot prop here. But I think there's there's just so many ways that you can go. But at least with Pasternak, he's shooting again. There was a moment where he wasn't shooting, but his last few games, uh, his last four, he's got 20 shots on goal, four, six, six, and four. Uh, three, three, five over the last two. But from a DFS standpoint, I think you got to get involved with with the Bruins here. And I almost feel like attacking that first line would be the contrarian play because they're expensive. I don't think you really need to worry about ownership here today with 14 games on the slate. There's just so many different ways that you can go. But Smith, Krejci, and Hall are all very cheap. You mentioned Smith. I mean, he's fresh off the hat-trick game. He's got five points over his last two games. Bringing in Taylor Hall has lit a fire under Krejci, but it's just given them some stability on that second line. I mean, Hall has been great as well. I mean, he's got three goals. He's got points in five of his past six, six games. And Krejci, you're right. He looks like the Krejci of old. This guy was, I had major questions about him two months ago. Two months ago as a guy was just didn't look like he had it anymore. I didn't think the Bruins would make any noise. I had some concerns with him on defense. And where was the secondary offense going to come from? Like Jake DeBrusque hasn't really done anything. Nick Ritchie was playing on that second line. He had moments. But Krejci has, has been awesome, Eric. Yeah, I mean it's it's night and day. I mean, and this does happen. Um, fantasy, you got to pay attention. DK, you got to pay attention. Betting lines and stuff like that. Like you got to pay attention. This guy is rolling right now. I mean, I, I looked for him on every waiver wire that was possible for me, and I picked him up in a couple leagues. I couldn't believe that he was available. So um, right now, he is absolutely feeling it, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. I there. I think we can have some fun with this game as as maybe taking Krejci for a two point game or Bergeron, a two point game. A, a lot of these guys, I think, I mean, Krejci's got 13, he's got 13 points in his last 10 games. I mean, he's a, yeah. he's, he's a league winner in fantasy. If you pick them up and he's still only owned in 47% of Yahoo leagues, he comes in with seven points over a current three game point streak. He's got two goals over that span. Uh, he's just been, he's been fire. I like all these guys, Smith, Krejci, Hall. I like them all. I think you're going to, I'm going to with Rask and net, I think the Bruins win like five, two or something like that. Uh, I think that they're, they're definitely in play. All right. Rangers and capitals. I'll probably stay away from this game. Stay clear. Um, Ovechkin still doesn't look like he's going to be able to return here. Uh, the Rangers minus one Oh five capitals minus one 12 here. The total is at six. I think we could potentially see some offense. Uh, they're not getting a lot of consistency in goal when it comes to Washington, yeah, I'm looking here. It doesn't look like Ovechkin is, is ready to play. Maybe they're just being cautious. Maybe he does have uh, a serious injury. They're locked into a, a playoff spot, so I, I don't think there's major concerns. But with no Ovechkin and no John Carlson, these guys may be out again. Maybe it's an opportunity to jump on the Rangers, but I'm not – I think this is just a stay away from me. What do you think? What's your initial thoughts, Eric? Yeah, stay away from me, and I'm, like, looking like the, the over is six. Like, they're not going to – they're not get there, right? So the over, the under could be a really good play here. I, I just don't know where the offense is going to come. Um, people that still thinking that Ovechkin is going to beat Wayne Gretzky's goal record, stop. It's that's not I, happening. I, I, come on, it might. It's not happening. Not <laughs> two lockouts now, a, a, a shortened season, and he's almost forty years old. I think he's still going to continue to score. He's not breaking that record. I don't. I I believe no one will ever touch it. it I don't think it will ever be broken. Ever. I mean, he's got 24 goals in 43 games. Uh, yeah. He's still but scoring at an elite. Games. Right. But he's still scoring at an elite pace. I, I still think he's going to play. You'd have to play at least three more, three years, more years for sure. For sure. Um, so even if he scores 50, which he's not going to do, like he's not getting there. It's not happening. 
I know this has Maddie, nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I'm, I'm, I know. Just, I'm just tired. I'm, I'm, ty- I'm, I'm tired. I'm one of those of people this. who, I'm one of those people who think it. I've thought oh, it for a while. He's my I've, favorite player, like maybe my favorite player to watch still currently. I would love to see it, but it is not happening. There's no way. There is no right. way. It's not happening. Matt, a person that's 41, I can tell Matt, you, I'm talking from experience. You don't become better at your chosen sport as you get older. Man, and Ginless scored like 22 goals just sitting on the circle one time, hardly moving his legs when he was like 41, 42, playing with, I think, I, Sign me up for 20 to 30, for sure. I think he'll get it, but that's not going to get him there. Matty, come on, man. What do you think? I mean, he scored 48 <laughs> and 68 in 2019. Oh. He's got 70-plus uh, goals over his last that's 100 years. years ago, Chris. I love, two years ago. <laughs> I love Alexander Mikhailovich Ovechkin. I am a huge so Ovi fan. Uh, before this shortened season, I would have given like a 60% chance that he was going to beat it. But because of the shortened season, because like EY said, he's getting close to being 40. He's 35 right now. Uh, 40% chance. I don't want to count him out, but 40% chance is where I'm at because I wouldn't be surprised if he did it, but I'm leaning more towards him not doing it. But I just love Ovi too much. I have him in almost every league every single year. I don't care if I trade the farm for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, conversation for another day, boys. I think he gets it. Uh, Mika has been a Jad two and a half shots minus one forty nine. That's the only play I like. Matt, did you do you like anything from this game, Rangers and uh, Caps? No, I'm staying the hell away from this. I don't like. Yeah. It's just too volatile for me. Yeah, I'm not a fan. All right, Pittsburgh and Philly in here next. Flyers plus one thirty five. Pitt one fifty nine. I like Pitt. They're not going to mess around here with Philadelphia tonight. Uh, Philly, you know, you never know what you're going to get with them. Sometimes it looks like they're a competitive team and then they could score a few goals, but they just give up so much as well. Six and a half is a high total. Uh, I could maybe get behind the over here, but I like the Pens. Ey, what do you think? Yeah, Pens for me. They're uh, the turnaround for this team has been. I mean, it's been pretty interesting, you know, like, I mean, uh, I don't think I believe it's all just uh, Hextall and um, Brian Burke, but I mean, they came in and changed how, I mean, this team is different than the team from when that, that they that they acquired uh, or became general managers or hockey operations, whatever they're, they're called. So uh, yeah, Prens there. I don't trust Philadelphia at all. Goaltending's been brutal. They're an absolute conundrum for me. Either they should be a good team and they're just, they're not, they're not even close. No, they're not close. Uh, five of the six games between these two teams have gone over the number. We've seen at least seven goals in five of those six games. So it has, um, and then a couple of those games earlier in the year, I remember there were sixes. Like, look at these totals. The first two games of the season, six, three, five, two. Those were actually Philadelphia wins to start the season. It was looking like, oh boy, the Flyers. Yeah, they're carrying over from last year. Uh, then after that, 5-2, 4-3, 4-3. The last time they played, it was 2-1 in a shootout. I remember picking the over and feeling um, not great about it. I think we'll see some goals. I think we'll see some goals. Uh, Malkin is close to returning. I don't think he's going to suit up tonight, but there were some rumblings that he could have returned uh, over the weekend. So let me just check here on the fly. He's close. It's still just um, the word is that he's close to returning. But I like the addition of Jeff Carter, man. It looks like he's got a little bit of uh, a jump in his step, and it's given him uh, not as much stability as Boston's second line, but it's given them a little bit something on that second line in Pittsburgh. McCann is playing really good hockey as well. I like the pens. And Matt, is that six and a half too high? I don't mind the six and a half. I also don't love it. Like there's 14 games, so I'm just probably going to stay away. I think if it gets down to six, I might go take it there because I can just take the push and not feel like a coward. Um, but other than that, I don't. I don't really love the six and a half. But you, I'm sure if you spent like two minutes, you could convince me. <laughs> uh, Brian Rush shot prop two and a half five four three three one three five two three. So this guy has hit in. Eight of nine, eight of ten. That's pretty solid. Two and a half. I know a lot of people want to go to uh, Crosby, but Russ is seems to be the the trigger man lately. He's playing a little bit more consistency. He is plus one hundred, two and a half shots over at William Hill. I, I think I will lean with the over. We'll maybe recap at the end, but I like the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Uh, decent odds for them being on the road in Philly. Next one here, Carolina and Chicago. The Hurricanes, heavy home favorites here, minus 235. The Blackhawks, plus 197. 
27 and 24. We have a total of six. It does seem slightly high. I, I was looking this morning who would be a net if it's Nadelkovich. When Nadelkovich plays Carolina Reimer. games, I, I take think. the under. Yeah, it's, it's still not confirmed, but it does projected Reimer. It's the first of a back-to-back here. Uh, these two teams are going to go at it again. Uh, tomorrow evening. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thing when Nadelkovic plays. I know the odds are, are crazy. Like on the weekend, we had over at FT, we had Carolina and the under just to give us plus 150. They played Columbus and it was, I think it was a two on win. Sweated that one out, but Nadelkovic doesn't give up anything. If it is Reimer, I'll shy away from the under. But six is pretty high, I think. Uh, I like Carolina, but man, they're just juiced up. I don't know. I don't even know. This may just be another stay away from me. I, I don't like taking Carolina on the puck line. They'd, they don't really get it down on the puck line. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, for me, I'm avoiding it. I think the Blackhawks have turned into who we thought they were going to be. They had that yeah. run and Kevin Lincoln was, was unreal. Patrick yeah. Kane was taking over every game, but they're just kind of who they, we thought they were going to be. They weren't supposed to be a good team. Th- this is who the Blackhawks are. Um, Hurricanes are one of the best teams in the NHL. Um, would be terrified to play them. Um, yeah, and I think if the if and when the Preds sneak in, that's who they're going to draw. And uh, oh man, it's they're such a good team, so aggressive. It seems like there's six guys on the ice. It's it's nuts. They're so good. Yeah, and Tivo Teravainen's back, so uh, he's back playing with Aho and Sveshnikov, and that's that first line has looked good. Man, Jordan Stahl has had a heck of a season too. Trocheck has been yeah. quiet lately, uh, but he can turn it up. Um, in a heartbeat. He he was great in the first part of the season. I like Sveshnikov, the shot prop. It probably won't be. There's so many games like we've already mentioned. So he may not be in my like top five, but that is my favorite play from this game. I like the fact that that trio is back together. They just have so much chemistry. Uh, TiVo and Ajo seem to look Sveshnikov's way. He seems to be the trigger man on that line. Um, there was something else I wanted to add. Uh, just that Carolina, just I think that they're going to continue to go, go, go because they want that first place. They have a two point lead on Tampa, who won yesterday, but they got a game in hand. So I, they're 7 0 3 in their last 10. They've won three straight games. Uh, I think it's very important for them to, to win that division. No, not a knock on Nashville, but a much easier opponent than having to play Tampa or Florida in the first round. And I think we had Carolina to win the division on this show. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because there's still a few games left, but uh, plus 350 is a bet. I think a lot of people made because of this show. I've heard some people reach out. So we're all rooting for Carolina to get the division and win some cash for some people out there. All right. Your Preds in here next in Columbus to take on uh, a brutal blue jackets team. One, six and three in their last 10 games. They have a goal differential of minus 40 nine which is the third Oof. worst in the league detroit is at minus 46 by the way so columbus at home preds minus 162 tough to lay this kind of juice with the preds but there's a much better hockey team than columbus right now eric yeah i mean <clears throat> i think they're a much better team than people are, are saying like i watch every game and i know it's my hometown team but they're this is two different teams it's it's the um, the same thing with David Krejci. At the start of the year, David Krejci was useless. He wasn't shooting the puck. He wasn't making plays. He wasn't scoring. He wasn't doing anything. And the Preds were the same. Um, Soros, since coming back from injury, is statistically, uh, and to the eye test, the best goalie in the NHL. Go ahead, look it up. Um, he is not allowing anything. I think his his, his average is nine four six or something insane since returning um he is on an absolute heater and if you have goaltending like that you can beat any team um they don't have any superstars but this is four good lines um it started with the turnaround of their fourth line sessions uh olivier and Jakob trennan who's my favorite player in the nhl he responded me to me on twitter the other day and it made my day i don't think he speaks very good english but i'm gonna invite him to my house to smoke cigars and drink vodka <laughs> So anyways, but that watching them on the ice, they just wear teams out. They cycle the puck. They're getting chances. Uh, there's guys that can score on every line. And, and the Preds are a very, very hard team to play against right now. The Dallas Predators game was awesome, super physical. Um, playing Columbus for the Predators is a godsend right now. They need those wins. Uh, and I believe that they will handle the Blue Jackets tonight pretty easily. Maddie, what do you think? 
Uh, I'm just slightly terrified because the Blue Jackets have been playing semi-close games. I mean, they took Carolina to overtime. They took Tampa to overtime. Um, if the Nashville Predators were in around minus 200, which is what I thought they would be near because of how bad the Blue Jackets are, I'd be a little more confident in just liking them as a whole. This price, though, it makes me think, like... Saros got so lucky on a couple saves in the last game. That skate save towards the end of the game was just simply unbelievable. And I've said it for the last three, four, five weeks. I've never seen a team in the NHL with a bigger win condition than the Nashville Predators and UC Saros. If this guy is not on his A game and this team gets peppered for 30-plus shots, they will lose. Because their offense, Forsberg's just coming back. He whiffed on a good chance in overtime. Uh, Eric Branson had a chance on a silver platter from Matt Duchesne. If it was anyone else, that's a goal. Oh, I mean, not if it was Ben Harper. Really anyone else on the team. <laughs> it was like, that was brutal. That was the first game where I think Matt Duchesne looked like an $8 million player this whole year. He looked phenomenal. He was all over the ice. Um, it's just they need to consistently find the back of the net from guys not named Philip Forsberg or Tolvanen. That, that's what this team needs. There's only so much you can do and say and love all this energy from the fourth line and the third line looks good, but they need consistent scoring, and they haven't been able to find that unless they're playing teams like the Blackhawks or the Blue Jackets. Um, I, I just won't be laying any money here. I might be on a couple shot props in this game, but nothing in terms of money line or puck line. What do you think about Forsberg two and a half shots, William Hill? He used to be at three and a half most spots. I think they've kind of forgotten about yeah, that. I think, minus, I think that's a good bet. Two and a half minus, I love. Minus 141, two and a half. Yeah, he had three shots uh, in his return. Um, yeah, what about the under, too? I mean, the under's in play. Five and a half? Columbus Definitely. can't score. Columbus can't score, and uh, the Preds are, just, score Preds are having a hard time <laughs> scoring, too. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think the under is what, I, what I'd go here. And uh, Merzinklins has, uh, he's been good. Elvis, our boy, EY. Yeah. 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 He's been, I mean, he's been decent. He's got a 9-1 save percentage and a two seven five goals against average. You got a couple shutouts on the year. I mean, he's been, he's been hurt most of the season. He's been hurt a couple times in and out, but he has been Columbus's better goalie this season. So the under five and a half, I mean, that's, that's going to get to five pretty quick. If it's not already, if you can jump on that, get that in your parlays. And away yeah, I'm showing going. five. I'm showing five now. You're seeing five already. Yeah. Um, jump over at the, again, the parlay calculator. I'll take a look at here on the fly. I'll tee you up for your other hockey team, the Ottawa Senators, plus 137 at home. Jets minus 159. So as I mentioned, the Jets have lost six straight games. They look completely lost. The Sens are 6-3-1 in their last 10 games. They're only four points back of the Calgary Flames. My goodness, this team is playing real good hockey. Uh, they let one slip, like I said, um, over the weekend against the Habs. They were up 2-0 in the third period, but, man, I thought they played pretty good. They got outshot in the third period 18-3. My child just kind of woke up. They kind of sat back on their heels a bit. But And I think the Sens are in play again tonight, Eric. Yeah, I'm going Sens. I got them uh, to win on their own. I got them in a parlay as well. Um, look, I mean, it's just watch the games, man. They're playing really good, and Winnipeg is not uh, on paper. Um, you know, if you're looking experience-wise and whatever, I mean, the Winnipeg Jets should probably win this game, but they're not going to. Ottawa is flying. Um, the kids are playing well. Brady Kachuk is a beast. Uh, Stutzla is going to be a star. Um yeah, the, the, it's a super interesting team. In two years, the Ottawa Senators are going to be a juggernaut. Ooh, baby. Um, yeah, heard you. 100%. Crazy. Kind of believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I believe They're going to continue to build through the draft. They're going to get some more, yep. more picks, more solid assets, and some of these kids are going to be uh, getting better and better. Uh, yeah, I... There's a lot to like about Stutzla, Norris, Batherson. Uh, they get some pieces on the blue line. I think some of the guys are playing with a lot of confidence. Obviously, Shabbat is a guy that I don't think a lot of people talk about. When you watch him play, though, he's yeah. so fun to watch, man. He's got so much poise with the puck. Uh, he's a great puck-moving defenseman. He's got a ton of speed. He's still just super young. He is uh, He's a star. There's no question. I, the total here is a little high for me. Six, as much as I like the Sens, I don't know if they're going to be able to take four goals on Hellebuck. And the Jets are just not showing me anything right now. And I don't know if they just flip the switch and all of a sudden they just start scoring goals. Right? Uh, Could happen. Is a big part of that team. 
Like he's had a, a hell of a year. It could he's happen. The that, he's the engine of that offense, right? He makes that team go for sure. It, it's it's yeah. It's, he seems to be. I still like Kyle Connor as a guy, um, but there's this, the top two lines are not looking great. I, th- I think I lean with the under six. That's the play. So yeah, just for a second there, Nashville and Columbus. Again, use that parlay calculator. You can get you can get um, under five and a half at minus one thirty nine, or you can just go under five and get a plus money. William Hill's got it at plus one fifteen under five or under five and a half um, if you wanted. Just, I mean, it could it could work out. Get that push and then whatever, it's off your parlays. Uh, I would go with the if you're doing parlays. Why not just go five and a half minus one thirty nine, and then if it gets to five, because I can't see six goals in that game. So if it was like a three, two game, then you still get it. You don't want to get burned there with an empty net or anything like that. Uh, Matt, are you in on the sense here today? <laughs> Could I ask you, man, we're just suckers here. We're always talking about Ottawa. I don't like, remember how we were talking about earlier where Connor Hellebuck could just turn it on and destroy a team. Yeah, yeah. I, that's just too terrifying for me to be on the sense. The under is what I like. I was about to say, the under seems good. If Hellebuck plays like I expect him to play, then the under is definitely in play. And the Sens haven't been bad defensively, as weird as that sounds. I was slow saying that because that just felt dirty to say. Uh, I think the under, like you said, is what I'll go for here. But then again, life, death, taxes, and EY betting on the Sens. And I just I feel like I have to trail it every single week. And it's worked more often than not, so I'm, right. I have nothing bad to say about it. Nah, he's been uh his sons have been good to us. For a couple of years now, Eric, you and I doing shows. We've been talking about yeah. this stuff. I remember our first few shows, we were talking about Ottawa, and people were like, why do you guys keep talking about Ottawa? (laughs) Well, it's like they had so many guys that were available on the waiver wire, like Anthony Duclair had such a good season that year, and nobody nobody wanted to roster him. He was just... He was like the most dropped player, and he would just score every game. I'm like, why why are people dropping him? Every Monday... It doesn't make any sense. We would look at the most added, most dropped, and it was always Anthony Duclair, and it would just... It would cycle. It'd be like, pick him up for a week, he'd score four goals, and then he went two games without a goal, and everyone would drop him. Then it's like, whoa, Anthony Duclair is hanging around the waiver wire. Why is he uh, hanging around the waiver wire? I think under is the play under six goals. I'm a little hesitant too. I think I think we we should see a very desperate Jets team, but Otto is playing good hockey, just as good as anybody in the NHL. Hockey. Yeah, yep. there's no question. Uh, okay, Dallas and Florida in here next. The Panthers minus 141. I am in on that. I love that line. I think Florida is the good team. We'll definitely see some uh, desperation from Dallas. I just, uh, anytime I'll take Florida here at around this number, I'm going to jump on them. The So Dallas plus 123 on the road. This should be a really good game. If you're going to bet anything here today, do Sam Bennett over. I can't get over this. Yeah, His shot pop is I don't think Bennett's playing. Again. What? Yeah, I saw something on Twitter. I'll confirm with you in a second. Just give me like two minutes. Come on. Don't break my heart like that. Uh, if he does play, Matt will confirm with us. I'm not seeing much, but uh, Sam Bennett it, is out. Trust you. Come on. Yeah, Sam Bennett from George Richards, who is, is a guy that covers the Panthers. He is day to day. Bennett appears out tonight. Uh, Philippe De... I'm not even going to try that. Is going to make his NHL debut. Daily Faceoff also reporting Bennett day-to-day upper body injury. Our guy George Richards from The Athletic. Yeah, we used to have him on uh, our show, Eric. Yeah, this is a bummer, man. I was going to get in here and just talk him up. Again, he's been unreal. I can't get over the difference between... Calgary Sam Bennett and Florida Sam Bennett. Now playing with a guy like Jonathan Huberto and inside that top six will do wonders for a guy. Um, We can't really get into him, but man, he was plus 130 for a shot prop over two and a half. Again, he was plus 120. He's been plus money over his last two games. His shots are ridiculous. Four, four, six, five, three, eight, and four. He has points in five straight games. We can't talk about him. He's had a point. Eric in eight of his nine games with the Panthers. And we said this last week, it's the dream scenario, right? Like you always hear like, Oh, change, change his scenery. If he goes somewhere else, he could be a better player. Sam Bennett looks like not a better player. He looks like a completely different player, right? Like this is, this is the dream scenario. Um, Hopefully he gets back and and continues this run because it's really cool. I like Sam Bennett playoff. Sam Bennett is a nuisance and is physical and is a pain in the ass. And uh, I'll be here for it, man. Florida is 
they're cool, man. <laughs> they're, I mean, I don't know if I've said that since 1993, but the Florida Panthers are, are a very, very interesting hockey team. It might have been 96, right? With the Cats. And they lost yeah, lost right. to the Avs. Uh, Uwe Krupp. Um, yeah, lost to the Avs in the finals. But they, yeah, they had a hell of a team. I remember being super young. And that's this is how long I've been making bets. I what You mentioned the Panthers. Nobody liked them in 96. Like, And I didn't know much about odds. But I remember Florida, picking Florida, like getting my grandfather to go up the road to get a pro line and having Florida on it and winning that pro line because that they beat. Um, I forget who they beat, obviously. But they won with the Scott Mellonby hat trick. Uh, the Florida Panthers with Van Beesburg. What a that. team. What a squad. Stu Barnes, yeah, what a squad they had. But yeah, it's it's exciting times to be a Florida fan, and I'm bummed about the Sam Bennett thing because I have him in a couple of season long leads, and I could use him because he's just been so good. So before we move on from him, 38 games with Calgary, four goals, 12 points, minus 14. Nine games with Florida, five goals, 13 points, plus 11. Crazy. More goals, more it's points. Two different people. And what a swing. He's also playing five more minutes per game. He only played 13 per game Helps. with the Flames. So that does help. Barkoff, Maddie's boy, is two and a half here at minus 149. I love that bet. We never get Barkoff at that price at two and a half. I don't care what you say, Matt. I'm taking that one. Just don't pick him. Okay? He could be one and a half, and I wouldn't pick him based on principle. So don't worry. Wow. I, I can't. I Barkoff is ruined to me, and Toffoli can't do those two anymore. Walking away. Doesn't matter. It could be half a shot, and I wouldn't take the over as dumb as that sounds. No, that's fair. I have guys like that too. When you get burned, you just get burned. But I, uh, I have no problem going back to him. Okay, we're forty-six minutes in. We're almost through. Ducks and Blues minus two forty-four. St. Louis, Anaheim plus two hundred three. I thought that was really cool the other day. Ryan Miller announced his retirement that he's going to retire at the end of the season, and they played the Kings. I don't know if you guys saw it, but after the game. Uh, the, all the Kings went yeah. over and just shook Ryan Miller's hand. I thought that was really cool. It was like yeah, it was. really neat. And just, you don't really see that unexpected. It was not like Miller has been with Anaheim playing the Kings for years. He's been a backup goalie for, for them. He, most of his, you know, when he was with the, the Sabres, he was a top goalie in the NHL. He was phenomenal, but uh, quick, both American guys. So they were there. They had their moment. Kopitar had a moment with him as well. Dustin Brown. I thought that was really cool uh, to see. I don't know what I can add here on this game. I don't expect the Ducks to beat the Blues. Uh, I know they have before, and St. Louis has been a team that's frustrated us, but minus 240 is is tough really to get behind um, them on the money line. I don't think – I think I'll just cross this off. Do you have anything to add with the Ducks and the Blues? Yeah, it's too, too volatile for me. St. Louis, I don't know what team is going to show up, um, what Jordan Biddington is going to show up. Um, the Ducks are, are not a good hockey team. They're going to be. They've got a ton of young talent, but none of them have been, been able to really put it together. Uh, I know that Zegris and Comtois playing on a line right now. I mean, there's something going on there. Uh, that's interesting to me, um, but not enough to, to, to wager. There's just too many unknowns in this game. Yeah, Matt, do you have anything to add? It's kind of a uh, stay just, away. I just have a fun fact. Uh, did you Ooh, know in that win... Facts that win against the Kings, uh, Ryan Miller actually guaranteed that Buffalo, his former team, would uh, be have the worst record in the NHL, thus giving him the best lottery odds. So final parting gift from Ryan Miller to Buffalo. Welcome, Buffalo. <laughs> Suck it, Buffalo. Um, all right, Minnesota and Vegas in here next. We have the Wild plus 106. The total here, 5.5. Minus 122 for Vegas. Like, that's a that's a price that I could usually get behind here. Um, I'm a little hesitant, though. The Wild are 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10 games. They're two points back of Colorado. I need to know the status of Max Pacioretty. I know he's just one guy, but he is uh, a big part of what they've been doing lately. I think I'm leaning towards an under here. In this, in this game between these two teams, I'm not seeing anything on patches, but he only played 12 minutes. He left um, halfway through the second period in the last game that they played. So, you know, Vegas really struggled against Arizona. Good on Cam. Um, Cam came in here Friday and was all over the Yotes. And I think, I don't know if he ended up taking them on the money line or if he just took them on the puck line, but they won 3 nothing. So he was all over that. And it was a struggle for Vegas to, to get by Arizona the very next night, it was a 3-2 win. Man, Minnesota's is real good at home. Uh, they're one of the strongest teams at home. I I have a lean here to the under. EY, do you have a, do you have a feel? 
Yeah, I would lean the under as well. Uh, good goaltending on both ends, good defensive structure on both ends. Um, Minnesota, I think, wins this game. They need it. Um, and Vegas has been a little uh, discombobulated as of late. And I think it's it's patch ready is kind of the, the shooter. I mean, they need a guy like that uh, on the ice. And, and when he's not there, I think I feel like they're a very different team. Yeah, they, I mean, they can score. When you look at Vegas, you feel like, sure. oh, they score five or six, but they actually play to a lot of unders. Um, they're, they're a tight-checking team. They don't score really a ton of goals. Uh, no. I know it seems weird to say, but when you look at that top six, but they, they haven't got any consistency out of that second line this year. I remember Marcheseau and Carlson yep. and Riley Smith. Remember how good they were in their first season? They were, yeah, they, yep. were, they were unbelievable. There hasn't been a lot of consistency there. William Carlson has hit the score sheet a couple of times. I think he's got three goals in his last five. So he's starting to score and the Stone Patrick line had been on a heck of a run. I, I just, I think the under here, Matt, do you have, do you have a feel between these? This is, this should be a really good game. This will be a fun game to watch. It'll be a fun, low scoring game to watch, which is why I'm taking the under here. Um, mini plays Vegas extremely well. Like I, I think out of everybody in the division, mini plays Vegas, the closest and the tightest that Vegas has seen this year. Um, I don't like any of the puck lines either way. That being said, but the under is what I will be on. I might have an under parlay by the end of the show. I think so too. Like we're talking about a lot of unders. So Minnesota, they won the last two games against Vegas. It was four, three and two, nothing. Uh, before that it was, there were two wins from Vegas, five, four and five, one. So as much as I thought the under has hit quite often between these two, uh, it, it only hit the last two times that these two teams met. Uh, but I like the under still, I think it's going to be uh, a low scoring game. I wonder if they go back to Talbot. Talbot struggled a little bit. I think they go back to him. They've just, he's, He's been pretty consistent for them all year. There's nothing confirmed uh, checking at left wing lock. There's really not a lot of goalies. Oh, wow. We don't have um, no Hellebuck tonight. It's uh, oh, that's fire up the sense over. Yep. <laughs> I know I, I'd like the under, but now I'm kind of feeling the over. Oh, man, that's huge. Interesting. All right. Um, what about Kaprizov? Shot prop over two and a half. Yes, yep. you like it. Don't you? Yep. You're not rocking the yep. jersey, Matt. You've been yeah, riding Kaprizov uh, lately. Uh, Kaprizov's been my boy. I'm still waiting on my jersey, EY, and it's been what, like two months since we placed our yeah. orders. Uh, they just struggle. They got, they got a different kind of system. They struggle getting it to Canada, but uh, Kaprizov's yeah. my guy. Uh, I still want him to win the Calder. I I love him. I think he's going to be so much fun to watch in his NHL career, and he's been nice to my bank account. Has he ever? He's cleared two and a half shots in seven straight games. So let's get him on the list uh, over two and a half shots here. Uh, yeah, get that Kaprizov jersey soon. I just got that Mike Trout tee, Matt. So it's been a oh, long what time. What a shirt. Uh, yeah, what a shirt. A goat. I'll have to rock that uh, on Wednesday. Okay, we're chugging along here. We got three more games. What is in here next? LA and Arizona. Next. Not betting it. Not touching it. Won't, won't bet it. Um, you got your. If I had to choose a side, it would be Arizona just because they're three points back of St. Louis. And what we talked about on the show on Friday was that a desperate hockey team, knowing that they have now they have four games left, you lose and you're done. You got to win these games. The Kings, 44 points. They are out of it. They're done. Um, you know, they lost a couple to Anaheim, who I think is one of the worst teams in the league. So if I had to choose to be Arizona, Eric, but I'm probably just going to leave this off the card. Yeah, I'd go Arizona, but, you know, the odds aren't enough for me to even be bothered to bet on it. LA Kings are out of it. They're not playing for anything. They're bringing out players from the AHL to, to give them some time, which is cool. Um, uh, Quentin Byfield looked pretty good, man, uh, is going to be a good player. LA has turned around pretty quickly. At the start of the year, we're talking about how unbelievable Dustin Brown is. Anze Kopitar is still a top 10 player in the league. Um, I don't know what they're going to do goaltending-wise. Maybe it's Pedersen's net and I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But yeah, in that game, Arizona is desperate and uh, they're a scrappy team. And especially, I don't know what Connor Garland's status is. I know that he was out. Um, but if he plays, I'm, I'm all over Coyotes. Edmonton and Vancouver in here next. Canucks, uh, home dogs here, plus 162. Edmonton minus 190. This is going to get up to 210, 215, something like that. I think a lot of people will hammer Edmonton. Uh, I'm probably one of those people. I think we'll, we'll see them... 
I think we'll see them score four goals. If you want to get in on the over three and a half, I think that they, they have some offense here in this game. Uh, I don't know. I was kind of, I was thinking under, but I'm a little scared with McDavid. I'm going to be taking McDavid here. I think that uh, he wants a hundred points. I think it doesn't even matter if he wanted or he didn't want it, or if he wasn't thinking and he's just that good and on a, a heck of a run here that he can just get it done. Uh, he is, this is the weird price of minus 118 for two points. It's tough that you, you may not feel that, but I'm, I'm getting involved with that. I want to tell you that right now. I'm getting some parlays with that. And if you don't like that price, I mean, dry settles plus 110 for a two point night. I think they score some goals. I like the Oilers, Eric um, Edmonton upset Vancouver. What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, Edmonton, Vancouver, they, they look cooked. Like you said, they're playing a ton of hockey and it's a ton of hockey for nothing. They're not making the playoffs. Um, you know, the team is, is disjointed. Um, uh, not the season they were looking for. Their best player, Patterson, I mean, I guess, or one of their best players isn't playing. Yeah, Edmonton, anytime Conor McDavid is playing, that team's going to win. That's, that's what I think. Uh, puck line guy, Matty Bess, no? No, not Maybe. for me. I don't I don't like it enough. The Vancouver Canucks have actually been getting okay goaltending lately, so it's not yeah. enough for me to be trashing on them. Uh, I still think they're shit, but not enough for me to take the puck line because Holtby looks okay. Yeah, he does. So these two teams have only played five times. Um, it was 5-3 Vancouver to start the season, and then 5-2 Edmonton, 4-3 Edmonton, 3-0 Edmonton, and a 2-1 loss. Uh, the Oilers. So these guys are going to play each other four straight times and five times here the rest of the season. So it's going to be tough sledding for Vancouver. Yeah, I can get, I, I, I see where you guys are going there, but I'd like the two point night here for McDavid or dry title in there. And then the final game here is Colorado and San Jose. So uh, a lot of juice here on the Av is minus two forty five. Uh, they got, they're starting to get healthy again. They're getting their guys back. Miko Rantan returned on the weekend and man, he absolutely just demolished me in one of my fantasy hockey leagues came back and had a goal and three points. And, you know, he's got two goals and five points in two games since returning 10 shots on goal. Both of those games came against the Sharks, a three, nothing win and a four, three win, man, Miko ran and what a year for him is like one of the guys that I don't think a lot of people are talking about 57. Points. Not enough. I mean, no, well, not he's enough. A, he's a star. Yeah, sure. 28 goals is just uh, three behind his career high set in 2018 in a 74-game uh, season. Well, he had 74 games as an 82-game season, but 57 points in 45 games. Remarkable. And how good has he been to us on this show when it comes to shot props? I think we've taken him almost every single show. Take him again at two and a half here. I mentioned the 10 shots. So, I don't know. I think they go back to Grubauer, and if they go back to Grubauer, I like the abs on the puck line, and that's basically it. I think the only reason they didn't get the puck line win is because Grubauer didn't play the other night, and it was a 4-3 yeah. victory. So I think that they win here like another, you know, like a 5-2 game, or maybe it's very similar, another borderline shutout for Philip Grubauer. Eric, anything to add on that game? No, we're locked up there for sure. San Jose should be better than we are, but they're, they're just not a good team. And uh, the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche are terrifying just ter terrifying yeah, all yeah. over the ice not just offensively i mean like their de defensemen i mean it might be one of the best defense cores in the league if not the best it's they're terrifying all right where's the goals going to come from here from a dfs standpoint i mean what do you do when there's 14 games on the schedule i'm going to tell you uh my top stacks boston against the Devils, Colorado against San Jose. I like Pittsburgh against Philadelphia. I like the Oilers against Vancouver, and I like the Islanders against Buffalo. Those are five. That's five right there. I mean, that's it's tough. Uh, I think if you had to yeah. narrow it down, I'd be looking at – it's hard to shut – I mean, Colorado won. That'd be it. Avs won that, their first line. And then maybe to be different, it would be to get involved with Boston with their second line but I don't think you really need to worry about ownership. There's a lot of value on the board. If you want to just chuck in McKinnon and McDavid, and then just try to seek out some value on the wings. Uh, I'll throw a couple value plays, Taylor Huss, Taylor Huss, Taylor Hall, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is under 6k on DraftKings. Bolivier is uh, very cheap. Batherson. We got a, a break here with Borsois in net for the jets. Uh, Galchenyuk, um, Jordan Cairo, Josh Bailey, there's a lot of guys there that are, are completely, especially from the Islanders side of things, Eric. Uh, there's a lot of Islander guys here. I mean, you mentioned Barzell. He's 5'9". Yeah, sign me up. 
Uh, Brock Nelson's four five. Eberle's five three. Olivier's four four. Palmieri's four. Bailey's three five. So there's so much value on the Islanders that can allow you to maybe spend up elsewhere on some of these other uh, top end players. Where would you go tonight from a DFS standpoint? Where do you think the goals are going to be scored? I like having maybe McDavid uh, at center and then um, putting a, a wing stack from the Islanders around him. Maybe, you know, miss maybe avoiding Barzell because you want um, McDavid at center, but having the uh, the Islanders because they're valuable because look, I mean, I know that they don't score a ton of goals, but they have been really good lately. Um, oh, and you could even go Ottawa. I mean, I, I feel with Brassois net and that defensive core, the Winnipeg Jets are a mess right now. I don't trust them at all. And Ottawa has been playing very, very good. I mean, and, and the players in DK are super affordable. So it, it's a good way to go. Matt, what do you think, man? Where do you, uh, where do you start when there's 14 games? I think you go back to the favorites, like you said, McDavid, Barzell, those guys kind of thing. And then uh, the three games that I'm specifically attacking, you gave your stacks. I've got Boston, the Islanders, and the Avs. And no coincidence, I'm taking each of those teams on the puck line tonight. Just those three and those three only. But uh, DFS, those are the three teams that I'm going to go to. And then, like you said, there's a ton of value around the NHL. I mean, you can just plug and play basically anyone you want. Uh, I honestly don't mind a couple of the Preds because I think there'll be a contrarian play tonight. Um, and that that's guys not named Forsberg and Tolvanen. I think you get involved at the Grandland. You get involved uh, with a Yossi because I don't think a lot of people are going to pay up on D today just because why would you with 14 teams? And Yossi, I believe, is the highest-priced defenseman. So yeah. I, I think you can get involved that way and just do a pure stars and scrubs lineup. Yeah, Yossi 7-1, Chikrin 7, Hamilton 6-9, Makar 6-8, Nurse 6-7, Fox 6-5, Theodore 6-4, Barry 6-3, and Seth Jones 6-2. I think if I had to pick, I mean, Yossi's, he's really going to eat up a lot of your salary, but I like him in that spot, 7-1. I I would rather go Chikrin 7. I think there's, I think it's just slightly a better matchup. I know Columbus is brutal, but, uh, you know, just not allowing a ton offensively lately. Uh, Makar is the guy though. Like just drop down to kill Makar at six, eight. Like he's just um, in, in a prime Sorry. spot for the abs. Yeah. For the abs to score like five goals here, but uh, Grizzlick is cheap. Morgan Riley is cheap. Justin Falk may be the value play of the day when it comes to uh, defensemen. I really like Morgan Riley. I'm not going to lie. Like Riley is four, seven. That's an awesome price, but we're looking at the blues here. No, no Tory Krug, no Vince Dunn. Uh, Perico is up there at five, one, but for Justin Falk four eight, like look at the ice time. He's got 27 minutes, 30 minutes and 29 minutes over his last couple of games. Yeah. He's not scoring, but he's shooting the puck. He's got 12 shots over his last three games and he's got five blocks over that span. But when you're playing half the game, you're just going to get some counting stats and they're playing the ducks. So that's where I would go in net. Uh, Varlamov's up at the top, Sorokin, Bennington, uh, geez, you got Corey Schneider in there. <laughs> he's not getting the start. Grubauer eight, three, Tuka Rask, 8-2. Soros is definitely in play at 8-1. Uh, if Nadelkovich were to get the start, 8K, I would like him. Uh, Spencer Knight, 7-9. I think he's going to get the call. And Jack Campbell, 7-8 uh, against the Canadians. I still don't think the Canadians are a threat on offense. And so I think the Leafs win that game. And I think Jack Campbell uh, gets it done. That's probably as low as I would go. Uh, I'm not really going to get involved with um, the Columbus boys or the Vancouver guys or LA guys. And I'm definitely not going to play Mackenzie Blackwood. All right. Wow. What a show. Uh, EY what's on that parlay. I'm curious. What else you got there on that Ottawa parlay? Yeah. On my, my parlay for tonight, I've got, um, let's see. Where did I go? You probably got the Leafs. It's have, a, it's have, all, it's a it's a parlay from your heart, isn't it? It's it's it is. Fred, it's, it's Leafs, a, and Pens. Yeah, it's it's uh, Panthers, Leafs, Senators. Um, <laughs> five bucks to pay thirty one. The last time I bet on the Senators, it was twenty dollars, and I made sixty. So uh, they've been they've been very kind to me. Um, I think that's that's good. Uh, I got um, Minnesota to win outright, Ottawa to win outright as well. All right, uh, Maddie. What did I had those we... in before I knew Brassard was playing too. So, and now I'm even more confident. Yeah, no doubt. I like it, Maddie. What uh, what kind of damage did we get into on Friday? 
Uh, so for your picks, you went three and three. Winnipeg money line missed. Winnipeg under missed. Uh, Colorado money line hit the over missed in that game though. Uh, the Kings money line yes, and Vegas and Arizona under yes. Three and three, like I said, one thirty nine and a hundred for your picks. Shot props two and four last week. Uh, yeah, I guess it was last week. Uh, Theodore McKinnon. McKinnon had zero. That felt what? weird. Toffoli yeah. and Brown all no F U, Tyler Toffoli. Uh, you gave out Suzuki, though. One and a half. That hit. Rantanen, yes, hit. Like, always brings you to 71 and 48. What do you got? Man, Suzuki. He uh, He's another one, but I... One and a half. He's been at one and a half. I mean, this guy has got four goals in the last five games. His shots have definitely been there. Three, three, two, and four. I forgot about him, but... Uh, for the games tonight, uh, Florida, Carolina, Toronto, Boston by two. Like, that's a parlay I think I'll have. Florida, Carolina, Toronto, Boston by two. And then I'll do another one, another four-game parlay. There's so many games. Uh, Colorado by two. The under in Nashville and Columbus. The Islanders by two. Uh, Pittsburgh and the over. So those are like two uh, four-game parlays, I think. And I just left—I left Ottawa off the board. Can I even do that? Uh, that's EY's pick. I'll let him have it. So Florida, Carolina, Toronto, and Boston by two, and then Colorado and the Islanders by two, with the under in Nashville and Columbus, and the Pens in there. So that's eight picks right there. I'm telling you, there's going to be a ton of other parlays over at FTMBets.com. I had a couple people sign up over the weekend. I'm thankful for that. Uh, shot props, Matthews, three and a half, Rantanen, two and a half, Rust, two and a half, Barkoff, two and a half, Forsberg, two and a half, Kaprizov, two and a half. I mean, I, I mean, I can't give a hundred picks guys. I try to narrow it down to make it easy for you guys. My favorites would be Matthews, three and a half, Rantanen, two and a half, Forsberg and Barkoff. Like that's a parlay I can get behind. And then you could do like Kaprizov, Toffoli, Rust, Mika Zibanejad. There's a lot, obviously, a lot of guys here that I like at two and a half. But there's some really solid prices here when it comes to Forsberg and Barkov. We usually don't get those guys at those type of prices, and sometimes they're at three and a half. So I think those guys are are definitely um, most certainly in play. Man, there's a lot. Uh, I think McDavid has a two-point night. I think Pasternak has a two-point night. I think Crosby probably has a two-point night. So uh, lots of action over at FTNBets.com. Uh, Eric, thank you so much. Good luck tonight with your picks. Go Sens go. And I guess go Preds go as well for yep. both of you guys in there as well. Thanks as always, Maddie. A lot of boards, man. A lot of work for you today. And uh, good luck out there. If you have any questions, hit me up at Chris Meany. Leave the comment there in the YouTube section. We'll circle back before puck drop. We'll be back on Wednesday. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you.